Chapter Two of Underground Man by Gabriel Tarte, translated by Cloudsley Brayton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Two: The Catastrophe. On several occasions already, the sun had given evident signs of weakness. From year to year, his spots increased in size and number, and his heat sensibly diminished. People were lost in conjecture was his fuel giving out had he just traversed in his journey through space an exceptionally cold region no one knew whatever the reason was the public concerned itself little about the matter as in all that is gradual and not sudden the solar anemia which moreover restored some degree of animation to neglected astronomy had merely become the subject of several rather smart articles in the reviews in general the savants in their well-warmed studies affected to disbelieve in the fall of temperature and in spite of the formal indications of the thermometer they did not cease to repeat that the dogma of slow evolution and of the conservation of energy combined with the classical nebular hypothesis forbade the admission of a sufficiently rapid cooling of the solar mass to make itself felt during the short duration of a century much more so during that of five years or a year a few unorthodox persons of heretical and pessimistic temperament remarked it is true that at different epochs if one believed the astronomers of the remote past certain stars had gradually burned out in the heavens or had passed from the most dazzling brilliance to an almost complete obscurity during the course of barely a single year they therefore concluded that the case of our sun had nothing exceptional about it that the theory of slow-footed evolution was not perhaps universally applicable and that sometimes as an old visionary mystic called cuvier had ventured to put forward in legendary times veritable revolutions took place in the heavens as well as on earth but orthodox science combated with indignation these audacious theories however the winter of twenty four eighty nine was so disastrous it was actually necessary to take the threatening predictions of the alarmists seriously one reached the point of fearing at any moment a solar apoplexy that was the title of a sensational pamphlet which went through twenty thousand editions the return of the spring was anxiously awaited the spring returned at last and the starry monarch reappeared but his golden crown was gone and he himself well-nigh unrecognisable he was entirely red the meadows were no longer green the sky was no longer blue the chinese were no longer yellow all had suddenly changed colour as in a transformation scene then by degrees from the red that he was he became orange he might then have been compared to a golden apple in the sky and so during several years he was seen to pass and all nature with him through a thousand magnificent or terrible tints from orange to yellow from yellow to green and from green at length to indigo and pale blue the meteorologists then recalled the fact in the year eighteen eighty three on the second of september 
the sun had appeared in venezuela the whole day long as blue as the moon so many colours so many new decorations of the chameleon-like universe which dazzled the terrified eye which revived and restored to its primitive sharpness the rejuvenated sensation of the beauties of nature and strongly stirred the depths of men's souls by renewing the former aspect of things at the same time disaster succeeded disaster the entire population of norway northern russia and siberia perished frozen to death in a single night the temperate zone was decimated and what was left of its inhabitants fled before the enormous drifts of snow and ice and emigrated by hundreds of millions towards the tropics crowding into the panting trains several of which overtaken by tornadoes of snow disappeared for ever the telegraph successively informed the capital now that there was no longer any news of immense trains caught in the tunnels under the pyrenees the alps the caucasus or himalayas in which they were imprisoned by enormous avalanches which blocked simultaneously the two issues now that some of the largest rivers of the world the rhine for instance and the danube had ceased to flow completely frozen to the bottom from which resulted a drought followed by an indescribable famine which obliged thousands of mothers to devour their own children from time to time a country or continent broke off suddenly its communication with the central agency the reason being that an entire telegraphic section was buried under the snow from which at intervals emerged the uneven tops of their posts with their little cups of porcelain of this immense network of electricity which enveloped in its close meshes the entire globe as of that prodigious coat of mail with which the complicated system of railways closed the earth there was only left some scattered fragments like the remnant of the grand army of napoleon during the retreat from russia meanwhile the glaciers of the alps the andes and of all the mountains of the world hitherto vanquished by the sun which for several thousand centuries had been thrust back into their last entrenchments resumed their triumphant march all the glaciers that had been dead since the geological ages came to life again more colossal than ever from all the valleys in the alps or pyrenees that were lately green and peopled with delightful health resorts there issued these snowy hordes these streams of icy lava with their frontal moraine advancing as it spread over the plain a moving cliff composed of rocks and overturned engines of the wreckage of bridges stations hotels and public edifices whirled along in the wildest confusion a heart-breaking welter of gigantic bric-a-brac with which the triumphant invasion decked itself out as with the loot of victory slowly step by step in spite of sundry transient intervals of light and warmth in spite of occasionally scorching days which bore witness to the supreme convulsions of the sun in its battle against death which revived in men's souls misleading hopes athwart and even by means of these unexpected changes the pale invaders advanced 
they retook and recovered one by one all their ancient realms in the glacial period and if they found on the road some gigantic vagrant block lying in sullen solitude near some famous city a hundred leagues from its native hills mysterious witness of the immense catastrophe of former times they raised it and bore it onward cradling it on their unyielding waves as an advancing army recaptures and enfurls its ancient flags all covered with dust which it has found again in its enemy's sanctuaries but what was the glacial period compared with this new crisis of the globe and the sky doubtless it had been due to a similar attack of weakness to a similar failure of the sun and many species of animals had necessarily perished at the time from being insufficiently clad that had been however but a warning-bell so to say a simple notification of the final and fatal attack the glacial periods for we know there have been several now explained themselves by their reappearance on a large scale but this clearing up of an obscure point in geology was one must admit an insufficient compensation for the public disasters which were its price what calamities what horrors my pen confesses its impotence to retrace them besides how can we tell the story of disasters which were so complete they often simultaneously overwhelmed under snowdrifts a hundred yards deep all that witnessed them to the very last man all that we know for certain is what took place at the time towards the end of the twenty-fifth century in a little district of arabia petria thither had flocked for refuge in one horde after another wave after wave with host upon host frozen one on the top of another as they advanced the few millions of human creatures who survived of the hundreds of millions that had disappeared arabia petria had therefore along with the sahara become the most populous country of the globe they transported hither by reason of the relative warmth of its climate i will not say the seat of government for alas terror alone reigned but an immense stove which took its place and whatever remained of babylon now covered over by a glacier a new town was constructed in a few months on the plans of an entirely new system of architecture marvellously adapted for the struggle against the cold by the most happy of chances some rich and unworked coal-mines were discovered on the spot there was enough fuel there it seems to provide warmth for many years to come and as for food it was not as yet too pressing a question the granaries contained several sacks of corn while waiting for the sun to revive and the corn to sprout again the sun had certainly revived after the glacial periods why should it not do so again asked the optimists it was but the hope of a day the sun assumed a violet hue the frozen corn ceased to be eatable the cold became so intense that the walls of the houses as they contracted cracked and admitted blasts of air which killed the inhabitants on the spot a physicist affirmed that he saw crystals of solid nitrogen and oxygen fall from the sky which gave rise to the fear that the atmosphere would shortly become decomposed 
the seas were already frozen solid. A hundred thousand human creatures huddling around the huge government stove, which was no longer equal to restoring their circulation, were turned into icicles on a single night, and the night following a second hundred thousand perished likewise. Of the beautiful human race, so strong and noble, formed by so many centuries of effort and genius by such an intelligent and extended selection, there would soon have been only left a few thousands, a few hundreds of haggard and trembling specimens, unique trustees of the last ruins of what had once been civilization. End of chapter 2